Good evening. Welcome to Quietly Queen with yours truly. It is 5.43 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So wherever you are in the world, thank you so very much for tuning in. On this evening's episode, I have a wonderful guest joining me by the name of Linda Letterman, a culinary specialist who will be sharing some of her wonderful recipes and her expertise on meal prep and other things food related. So thank you so much for joining me today and welcome to Quietly Queen. Pleasure to be here. Happy to speak with you. Alrighty. So if you want to go ahead and take this moment to um, introduce yourself and give a little bit of uh, brief background. Sure. My name is Linda Letterman and I'm the owner of Balabusta's Secret. And I guess the best thing to do is tell you what a Balabusta is um, and then you'll understand what I do. It's an old-fashioned Yiddish term for a woman who makes a fine home. Now my fine home is not the Martha Stewart everything in place fine home. <laughs> my fine home is the warm and welcoming home that everybody wants to go to. They just feel tremendously comfortable when they come to your house. They know they're going to have great companionships, great conversation, terrific food, and you're the go-to house. You're, you're the place that everybody wants to be. So my business is Balagusta's Secret, where I teach busy people how to meal plan, prep, cook, and then serve dinner or your entertaining atmospheres with fun and games and great conversation. Okay, awesome. And those are the absolute best places to be um, as far as a home is concerned. So um, I wanted to start off by asking, um, what are some of your, I'm a very avid pasta lover. So I know that you do have some vegan um, ex expertise and I wanted to ask about um, some of your favorite dishes that are vegan oriented, but they're like more like pasta. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I'm going to expand the definition of pasta. Okay. Ironically, the day that we're, we're, we're talking is National Noodle Day. Okay. And you can celebrate National Noodle Day whenever you hear this podcast. It doesn't have to be on an exact day, but there are all kinds of noodles. So there's not just wheat pastas or durham wheat pastas there are rice noodles there are soba noodles there are zucchini noodles so when you're thinking about i want a quick dinner and i want a pasta dinner expand your definition of noodles and all of a sudden your repertoire of what you can cook becomes tremendous instead of just repeating a handful of dishes that you know so by way of i'm going to give you a creative um vegan dish um, with rice noodles. Okay. And rice noodles can be bought in any grocery store in the Asian section. They're easily found, they're inexpensive, and the great thing about them is to cook them, you just boil, pour boiling water on them and poof, they are done. Okay. So seconds, I mean, it's the amount of time it takes you to boil water, your rice noodles will be done. And some things that you can do with that is make a peanut sauce and make it into like what's called a, pot, a pad thai. And your peanut sauce would just be some peanut butter. Put this in a, a, a pan, a pan or a pot. Some peanut butter, a little bit of orange juice, a little bit of ginger, a little bit of garlic, a splash of soy sauce, and a splash of toasted sesame oil. Cook it up so it's um, and stir it a lot so it becomes a sauce. Okay. Pour it on top of your noodles. That could be a complete dish. If you want to add more protein, I would take some pro uh, some tofu, and I would. Um, I'm going to say compress it because you want to get the water out of a firm tofu and you can do that by putting a heavy plate on it and letting the water drain off or if you can have a tofu press whatever you need but you want to just 
get some of the water out of it and then make it into cubes. You could toss the, the tofu in the peanut sauce if you wanted and roast it in your toaster oven. You don't even have to set, you know, a pan up or anything else. Cook it in your toaster oven about 425 for 10 minutes. Boom, put it on top of your rice noodles. You've got a great dish. You can chop up scallions to put on there, whatever other herbs you want to do. Um, you can put in baby corns, Asian corns, or chestnuts, or bamboo shoots. You can go to town on it. You can um, steam, steam or saute some spinach or bok choy and ginger and garlic and add it to it. And you've got a tremendous meal. So it's a noodle dish. It's really fast, probably comes together in the 15 minutes it takes you to warm up your tofu, um, and it's a great dinner to do. If you want to do traditional pasta and noodles, you can boil up your pasta and add some garbanzo beans, okay. some lemon and garlic, and maybe some fresh herbs, toss it, and it's fantastic. And if you want a little bit of a bite to it, I would roast those garbanzo beans for a little bit, and you can do them roasted in oil and Italian herbs or Greeks, uh, Greek seasoning blend. Roast them for a couple of minutes to just firm them up so they have a nice little crusty bite. Mm -hmm. Throw that on your pasta. And that's a great addition also. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for that. And do you have those recipes for those, any of those dishes that you um, could possibly incorporate? Maybe like on a later date, I could email you for those or... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I can send them to you. Awesome. Now, I also wanted to ask, I know that the holidays are coming up and I know people will be eating a little bit more merrily than healthily. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> what are some ways to um, incorporate like some more healthier meal prep into holiday feasting? Sure. Well, you know, there's a lot of stress when it comes to planning a holiday meal. And I say, get rid of that stress. Um, <laughs> So you don't, you, you need to do some planning. So start with gathering your recipes. And if you want to be making an all vegan feast, you know, there's nothing wrong with that for whatever holiday you're celebrating. And truthfully, most people think as your vegan um, dishes, it's their side dishes. And those are usually the best part of a meal anyway. Right. You, know, every, you know, not everybody goes for your turkey or your roast, but those side dishes are awesome. So I'd start by gathering my recipes. You know, you, you might want to do a wild rice dish, or you might want to do, um, I, I love butternut squash this time of year. Yes. And I roast it in an apple pie spice. Okay. and some salt and it comes out so sweet and delicious and if you roast it correctly in the oven just on a sheet pan at 425 for maybe 15 20 minutes you get a little crispy bottom on it so it's like caramelized the mm -hmm. sweetness from the butternut squash you can serve that in a wonderful uh, hot apple cider vinegar dressing on a salad, okay. which would be tremendous. You could um, make it in big chunks and serve it with wa toasted walnuts and pecans, which would be a really nice way to have a meal that way. You could toss some um, fresh herbs on it if you want, because that all goes together. Um, there's so many things you can do with main dishes as healthy dishes that really don't take a lot you know you can buy that butternut squash already cut up from the grocery store so all you're doing really is putting in some oil some seasoning on it and putting it in the oven so simple cleanup simple cooking and it packs a real powerful punch i made that roasted squash this past weekend for my holiday and i put it in israeli couscous okay and the difference between regular couscous and um 
Israeli couscous is the the kernels are much bigger because they're processed a little differently. So you have a nice solid bite to it instead of regular couscous. And I toast it with some feta cheese, the roasted um, um, (laughs) butternut squash Mm -hmm. and some herbs. I threw some raisins in there and some toasted pecans. That's a great dish to very festive. um, Right. And everybody loves something like that. Okay, awesome. Thank you for that. Um, now, with just like a regular day to day, what is a typical routine um, for like successful meal prep? Just working like with things in the kitchen, or are there specific things that you need to have like more so, you know, in your repertoire of, you know, grocery needs? So, everybody's dietary preference are different. Mm-hmm. So, when I work with a client, um, we do a pantry, refrigerator, and freezer inventory to know what you have. And then based on your taste preferences, we talk about what you need. Because I could tell you 15 different spices and and seasonings to have in your pantry, and if that's not your flavor profile, I'm wasting my time and I'm wasting your time. So um, we work together on what kind of cuisine you like, what kind of ethnic cuisines you like. Um, And then we build your pantry list from what you have to maybe some possible things that you might want to add because you don't want to be spending a fortune all the time creating things. You have to be reasonable within your budget. So once you have what you need, you have to learn how to use it. And when you know how to use it, it makes meal planning, meal prep, and cooking much easier. So some of the things I teach my, my clients when they are busy and you know, weekdays and weeknights start to blur and dinner time is here and you don't know what to do. So I say, okay, well, let's batch cook something. And batch cooking means making a bigger quantity of something you need and then repurposing it later during the week as something else. Because you don't want to eat the same leftovers five days a week because go out of your mind (laughs) boredom and everybody would be revolting in your kitchen. So you can make, if you're making a dish and one of the components is rice, make a double batch of rice. Use the rice the way you were originally going to use it in your first night. Mm -hmm. And then maybe two nights later or three nights later, repurpose it into fried rice because in order to make a good fried rice, you need day old rice. So You've cooked it on day one and you can have a completely different meal on day three. If you just, you know, make it that big batch one time. You can make a big salad at the beginning of the week. When I go grocery shopping, I always, when I'm taking out my groceries and putting them away, the first thing I do is make a big salad. And most people say, Linda, you know, that salad's gonna wilt in two or three days. You're wasting your time and you're throwing out a whole lot of money. I said, ah, but there's a secret to keep your salad fresh. So what you do is, I use a Tupperware, you can use whatever kind of container you like, it's Mm -hmm. gotta have a lid. You line the Tupperware with paper towels. Then you make your base of your salad, whether it's baby greens, baby kale, spinach, lettuces, whatever you want, your carrots, your your cabbage, your um, celery, your onions. Do not add your cucumbers, do not add your tomatoes, because both of those are, are water heavy vegetables. Once you have the base of your salad made, Put another paper towel on top of it, then put your cover on, and that salad will last you a good week in your refrigerator. So if you're making a dinner and you make your protein part of it um, one night and you make like a lot of tofu or baked tofu or something, then you can put it in your salad the next night. Or those roasted chickpeas that, that I was talking about, put that in a salad for another night. Or if you're making some kind of a, a vegan taco, 
You don't need to cut up all the onions and everything right. else that you're going to be putting in your taco. You just take that handful of salad and it's already done. So it's a great time-saving technique that you can adapt to many things. If you're making a Buddha bowl for dinner, you know, with your grains and yes. your greens and your proteins, your greens are, are, use that salad one night. And if you're making your salad with just spinach and kale, then you can heat it up one night and now you've got a warm greens that you can add to whatever your, your dinner is going to be. So it's a tremendous time saver to do that. Okay, awesome. That's a good uh, technique there that I would definitely be incorporating that for like, especially I buy a lot of spinach. Um, I like the raw spinach better. So a lot of it kind of gets wasted. I'm like, oh, you know, so that's a good way to keep that going. So thank you for that. Um, I wanted to ask a personal uh, question. Who would you say would be your top three chefs if you will and then why <laughs> okay so i'm gonna you're not gonna like my answer i have over a thousand cookbooks. oh okay well so there is no way i can answer that um because truthfully it depends on my mood okay so for, for instance we just had the jewish holidays and i, I was celebrating them mm-hmm. and i was having some friends over to, to celebrate it and i said to myself i think i want to make recipes that are based in the middle east it seemed appropriate mm-hmm. and so i made I went to my Middle Eastern cookbooks. Okay. Um, another time I could be going to another ethnicity. Uh, it really depends on what I'm in the mood for. There, there's one chef, an Israeli chef I like, who's got many restaurants in London, uh, fairly well known. His name is um, Odalenge. Okay. His last name, Yotam Odalenge. And his first, or five, first four or five cookbooks were strictly vegetarian. And they are wonderful. And he's since done some non-vegetarian books, but his very easy to do, really, really delicious. Um, Deborah Madison, Smitten Kitchen. Um, There's a a host of people, if you're strictly vegetarian or or a vegan, there's some great, great books out there. Um, And like I said, I probably have them all. Oh, okay. (laughs) Awesome. Um, How do you feel about using I know this sounds silly but how do you feel about like a lot of microwave um heat up time versus like the regular conventional oven or even a toaster oven (laughs) I know I know a lot of people are against a microwave Mm -hmm. um I don't cook in it I reheat in it um sometimes because I'm lazy um (laughs) I um generally use my ovens my stove and my toaster oven okay Awesome. But um, my, my kids tend to use the microwave more than I do. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but again, but not for initial cooking. I, I don't do any initial cooking in my microwave. Oh, definitely not because it wouldn't need First of all, it comes out terrible. Yeah, and it's not enough time for the big dishes and it just, yeah, okay. <laughs> You're probably burning up a whole lot of nutrients in the process. Absolutely. So and I was just about to get to that point. Um, with meal prep, I know like a lot of the nutrients that we need daily are, of course, important. Um, what are some, I know we know like a lot of the fruits and vegetables have like antioxidants and things of that nature, but what about some of the meats, be them vegan or otherwise, um, that are good for like really getting like a protein especially? I am not a fan of things like Impossible Burger. Okay. Because to me, that's all processed. So kind of defeats the purpose. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people eat it. It's not my cup of tea. If it's yours, that's great. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Um, I do eat soy nuggets okay. because I think, um, you know, Trader Joe's makes this really inexpensive, delicious soy nugget that's vegan. Um, and you could put that in your toaster oven to heat it up and makes it nice and crispy. 
you can make it into a lasagna. You can make it into, you know, put it on your salad with a really, really interesting dressing. You could do so many things with it. And so, you know, I have a, it's a soy nugget and it's, I'm sure it's processed, but to me, it's not as bad as impossible meat. Right. <laughs> goodness. Um, I was going to ask something else. Oh my goodness. It just left me. While I'm thinking back on that, um, for meal back to meal prep, um, do you think it's necessary to do it like daily or is meal prep more of like a weekly? What's the better method? So here's the thing. Everybody's different. Everybody's tolerance is different. Everybody's schedule is different. There are some people I work with who say, I want to shop and cook seven meals on Sunday (laughs) and I'll be done. Truthfully, if it works for you, God bless you. I can't do it, but I can teach you how to do it. Um, Some people say, I'll meal plan for a month. Oh my God, I'd have to shoot myself, but I can teach you how to do that. Um, I think when you're beginning and you don't have a lot of experience, it helps to make a meal plan for the week. And I would suggest that you start by looking at your calendar, not your recipes, because you need to know what days you're going to be busy, what days you're going to have a little time on your hand, what days do you need to get that um, stew that you made um, or the chili you made from the freezer and just defrost it because you have no time. Right. Um, so that helps you meal plan just by knowing what kind of time frames you have on any given night. And once you know that, have a, start collecting a list of recipes that you can rotate through. And part of that selection of recipes is, again, like I said before, what can I make on night one that on another night I can repurpose? Okay. Okay, so again, you're cutting down your time and when you're grocery shopping and making your plan, you're thinking ahead for just those five weeknights. You know, you can go wild on the weekend. (laughs) You know, whatever you want to do. But the five weekdays, weeknights are usually the hardest to do something for. for. You can make it a nice Sunday one if you want, but that's a different kind of category. So what can you repurpose? And all of a sudden, if you have a pile of recipes, you can start seeing, well, what will work with what? What ingredients on this one are I'm going to use in another one? So if recipe A has garlic in it and recipe on day three has garlic in it, when you're chopping your garlic, chop a whole bunch and then put your leftovers in a baggie. So on day three, you're not chopping the garlic again because it really takes the same amount of time to chop a big bunch as a little bunch and you're only doing getting it done. If you're doing something, you know you have a lot of diced onions you're gonna use for the week, dice a couple of onions at once. It doesn't have to be, and again, it's for whatever works for you. That's what works for me. But I can teach you how to do it each night and I can look at your recipes or give you some recipe suggestions and say, okay, if this is gonna be your meal plan for the week, this is what you're going to prep when. Okay. So it's all laid out for you. You know, I, I offer a service um, where it's done for you meal plans, shopping lists, and prep. Okay. And nice. so, and I can accommodate any kind of dietary preference. I can do vegan, I can do keto, low sugar, high protein, blah, 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 blah. Um, so that lays it out for people if they really want that instruction map. And for okay. people who are just getting into it, it's nice because it builds up their recipe list also because they get the recipes for everything on the list. Right. So all of a sudden now you're seeing visually without you having to do it, what goes with what. So when you're ready, all of a sudden now you have a nice resource of what you can look at when you want to do it on your own. 
Okay, awesome. And for someone, I wanted you to expound just a little bit more. Um, if they were interested in your assistance with the meal prep, um, how would they contact you for that service? Sure. There's a couple of ways. Uh, my email is Linda at Balabusta Secret, and maybe you can post the links for it. But for it's sure. B A L A B O O S T A S Secret dot com. Um, so you can always reach out to me there. I have two different Facebook groups. One is Balabusta Secret. That's easy to find. The other one is Easy Weeknight Dinners for Busy Moms. They're not all vegan recipes on there, but you'll see an awful lot of them. I have a website, balaboostasecret.com. And um, if you reach out to me, I can hook you up with whatever you need. Okay, awesome. And do you uh, sell your cookbooks? Are those um, like on Amazon or are they able to Um, I'm in the process of posting um, eBooks. Okay. And I have all kinds of ebooks. I have plant-based ebooks. I have non-plant-based ebooks. So give me a little bit okay. <laughs> of time, and then you can find them posted uh, on my website in, in the near future. I would definitely be checking that out. So stay tuned. I'll be staying tuned. Rather, um, one more quick uh, segment before we conclude. Um, I wanted to know about some of your favorite recipe, or I'm sorry, desserts uh, recipes for that. Um, not just holiday one, but maybe even tradition. Um, oriented or just any of your favorites? You know, that's a really fun question because yeah. <laughs> I don't usually make desserts. Oh, okay. I'll tell you why. But I'll tell you why. Because cooking for me is very creative and you don't need exact measurements. You can make substitutions mm-hmm. um, to make your life easy. You don't have to follow a recipe exactly. You can get the sense of a recipe once you get the idea right. of what you're doing. Baking is an exact science. You have to measure. There aren't a lot of room for, for flexibility there. And I'm not that neat. Oh, okay. <laughs> so no fancy crock and boost for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a totally different skill. I mean, I can make an apple pie. You know, I actually made challah bread for the holidays. And that's something I love to bake. Okay. I find it incredibly relaxing, incredibly rewarding. Um, but other than that... Um, I can make a couple of pies. I can make um, cookies. I don't. I can make granola. Um, <laughs> but I don't make a lot of desserts. Okay. I, I sometimes I make a. Um, you know what I make? That's a great dessert. I take yogurt and I add um, a flavored berry jam to it. Okay. And you swirl it all up and you put it on a sheet pan, and you freeze it, and then you break it up and it's frozen yogurt ices basically and you just it's delicious you know you can chew it um and it's it's my kids go crazy for it you can add pistachio nuts to it or raisins or cherries or blueberries (laughs) so yeah just frozen yogurt i mean this is simple but it's really really great so just frozen yogurt some kind of berry um sometimes a little lemon juice in it and um some jam Okay, apple pie awesome. for, apple uh, pie butter you can use you know whatever's gonna go you get a creative flavor of yogurt or use a plain and add your own flavors swirl it all up make it look pretty put it on a sheet pan freeze it and then crack it you know like break it so like sort of a like a bark. yeah it's gonna say like a bark or something awesome okay exactly. yeah, might, uh, yogurt yeah. That's exactly yogurt what bark okay yeah. that's what i imagine um, so that was awesome. If you uh, wanted to go ahead, then I know you plugged in some information earlier. Um, did you have anything else that you feel like the audience could benefit from sh- uh, you sharing? And then if not, if you want to go ahead and uh, 
um, provide any of your other uh, social media handles and anything else that people can stay connected? Sure. Stop putting some stress on yourself. It's food. It should be fun. It should be memorable. You know, life life is celebrated with food, whether it's yes. a birth, a graduation, a wedding, you know, congratulations, whatever it is. It's celebrated with food, and it makes memories. So you want to make memorable meals, and to do that, it doesn't have to be complicated. You can make quick, delicious meals without the complexity. So take off the pressure, learn the tips and the tricks and the secrets to make it fun. Put on some music, dance when you're cooking. (laughs) You know, it's not a chore, you know, it's an enjoyable part of life. And then when you sit down with your friends or your family, make that meal count. Have really fun conversations. I play games at the table with both my kids and company. Okay. Um, because it sparks all different kinds of conversation, you know, and you don't want to sit down at the table and just say, how was your day? Right. Because, you, you, you know, the blank stare that you get. So I guess my, my, my concluding thought is take the stress off your shoulders, get some confidence, give it what you got. If you fail, it's only food. Pick yourself up and try it again. <laughs> Nobody's going to be critical of it. Don't be your worst enemy. Absolutely. Have fun with it and enjoy. Well, thank you so much, Linda. This was an awesome episode. Um, I actually learned a lot and I like to be creative. So my forte is like writing and music, but food is always good too. So um, if you have <laughs> any uh, questions or comments on tonight's episode, please do email quietlyqueen at quietlyqueen8 at gmail.com or leave a voice message. Uh, Thank you once again, Linda, for joining yours truly today. And I look forward to learning more and connecting further. So that concludes. There it is. (laughs) That concludes (laughs) Quietly Queen with yours truly and Linda Letterman and her lovely dog. (laughs) And my dog. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Thanks so much. Have a good night. Take care. You too. (laughs)